superheroes in comics and more recently in films and television have become increasingly popular and mainstream. As many characters are adapted to the big and small screens, increasingly diverse actors are being cast to portray them, sometimes delighting fans and sometimes angering them. Hi, I'm Milton Allen Turner, and this week I'll be talking about race in comics and the practice of race bending. When is it okay to change the race or ethnicity of a character, and when is it not okay? Welcome to this week's edition of Worldviews. HBO Max premiered the animated show Velma this week, featuring the characters from the Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc. cartoons. The portrayal of the character of Velma Dinkley has evolved in recent years, most notably by making her character explicitly gay or bisexual. However, this has not caused the backlash or controversy among fans over the new series. Apparently, Velma's been something of an LGBTQ icon for quite some time. Instead, it's the fact that Velma is no longer white, but brown, and is voiced by actress Mandy Kaling that is third controversy. As Newsweek's Roxy Simon noted in a January 12th, 2023 web article, quote, Kaling's Velma is now Indian, while Daphne is portrayed as Asian and Shaggy is African-American rather than being white. Fred is the only Scooby-Doo character to remain the same, unquote. Apparently, people are okay with a gay or bisexual Velma, but make Velma brown and shaggy black, and people lose their damn minds. In recent years, many characters that had been portrayed as white in the comics have become diversified and portrayed by actors of color on TV and in the movies. Michael B. Jordan was cast as Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, for the 2015 Fantastic Four movie. In the 2019 HBO miniseries, The Watchmen, the character Hooded Justice was revealed to be a black man and was portrayed by Giovanna Depo and Louis Gossett Jr. In the DC Universe HBO Max adaptation of Titans, Beast Boy is Asian. The Tim Drake Robin character and Starfire, as well as every other character from Starfire's home planet of Tamaran, are black. Tom, the bar chaplain, wrote in his blog post titled, Namor and the Case for Racially Diverse Superhero Casting on July 25th, 2022, quote, some fans were mad when iconic comic redhead Mary Jane Watson from the Spider-Man comics was portrayed by Zendaya, who's black. When redheads Iris West and Hawkgirl made, debu- made their debuts on the CW, black actresses Candace Patton and Ciara Renee played the roles. Deadshot, who's white in the comics, was played by Will Smith. And the traditionally blonde-haired, blue-eyed Aquaman was brought to life by Jason Momoa of indigenous Hawaiian and Pawnee ancestry. Heimdall of the Thor comics, 
traditionally drawn white, came to the screen through black English actor Idris Elba. In 2022's The Batman, Commissioner Gordon and Catwoman were portrayed by Jeffrey Wright and Zoe Kravitz, respectively. And then there's Agent Nick Fury of the Marvel films. Fury is a curious case because the traditionally white character was redrawn in the comics to resemble actor Samuel L. Jackson in 2001. And then, when the character made his big screen debut in 2008, Jackson portrayed him. The majority of these changes had little consequence for characters' personalities and served to better represent our diverse world. But not every case of racially diverse casting is so simple. Unquote. In the February 6th, 2017 blog for the African American Intellectual History Society's website, titled Race Bending and Representation in Comics, Brian Cooper Owens wrote, quote, The unmitigated whiteness of popular superheroes is part and parcel of their origins. Superhero comics have been going strong since the late 1930s. This is when many of the iconic superheroes were first published. Superman in 1938, Batman 1939, Captain America 1941, and Wonder Woman 1942. They have a legacy that have helped propel them into popular culture as near mythic characters. By contrast, the first black superhero published by a major company is Marvel's Black Panther in 1966. And he doesn't get his own series until 1973. The marked lack of black superheroes has an insidious inertia to it. Their, quote, history is brief. The most popular characters tend to be those that were created during comicdom's golden and silver ages. These superheroes were created during times when racial representation was not prioritized for the comic industry, or for the nation as a whole for that matter. But also, the lack of creators of color meant that there was zero impetus on the creative side for racial inclusiveness. Unquote. Comedian Roy Wood Jr. joked about the ghettoization of black superheroes in his 2019 show, No One Loves You. Wood asked, why do you think black superheroes only save black people? He responded, quote, they busy. They ain't got time to save the rest of the world. That's a luxury only white superheroes have. He added, quote, you would think Luke Cage with his resume would be somewhere with Iron Man trying to save the universe. But as Woods wryly pointed out, Luke Cage, quote, never leaves Harlem. He ain't got the time. He ain't even got time to go to Hell's Kitchen to help Daredevil. That's how busy Luke Cage is. Luke Cage don't care about the rest of the world. Luke Cage is like, look, until Thanos come to the Apollo Theater, that ain't none of my business, unquote. Owens noted in his blog that, quote, the golden and silver age of superheroes represents a tableau of stark whiteness. 
the superheroes that have become fixtures of pop culture are almost entirely white. Additions to this modern-day pantheon have often not fared well. New comic books and their characters are released and canceled on a revolving basis. Comic book audiences have shown a predilection for familiar heroes, the ones that they grew up with. The repercussions of this for new superheroes of color are that they are often relegated to side characters or simply forgotten. Superheroes of color have failed to capture a wide enough audience that generates enough sales to justify their existence. Race bending, already established characters, is a tactic that's been used to sidestep this problem. As Owens defines it, quote, race bending refers to the practice in comic books and other media of taking an established character and rebooting them as another ethnicity. Race bending is often conflated with the practice of whitewashing. But Owens argued, quote, that whitewashing and race bending are two distinct practices with different motives and consequences. They exist in entirely different contextual histories. Whitewashing, he argued, contributes to the erasure of an already minuscule pool of non-white characters. The reimagining of established white characters as African-American, Asian or Asian-American, and Latinx allows audiences of color to see themselves represented within popular comic narratives. They do not necessarily threaten the white hegemony of comic books, unquote. Owens noted that, quote, race bending is one of the major paths that comic book publishers have taken to address criticisms that claims that people of color are underrepresented within the medium. When Marvel launched their new Ultimate Marvel title, The Ultimates, their take on The Avengers, their S.H.I.E.L.D. director Nick Fury had been reimagined as a black man with a striking resemblance to actor Samuel L. Jackson. The race bending of a previously established white character was successful enough that the Marvel Cinematic version is based on this portrayal. By race bending an established character, Marvel created a new character that seems to have had some staying power. <laughs> of course, Owens added, it's probably neither coincidence nor does it hurt that Samuel L. Jackson is the highest grossing African-American actor and second highest grossing actor overall in Hollywood, unquote. In an article on the website Sociology in Focus on March 16, 2017, Albert S. Fu asked, quote, Why is there controversy? Part of the controversy stems from the fact that Hollywood has a long history of avoiding stories focused on people of color, excluding characters of color from their scripts, 
and casting white actors to play the few characters of color that have made it into their films. For some fans, they saw the reinterpretation of beloved characters as an opportunity for Marvel to deal with the racist and Orientalist origins of many characters in their comic book universe. Yet, for other fans, the mere suggestion of, quote, race-bending beloved characters was an attack on their subculture and beloved Marvel characters. Fu added, quote, Here, I don't want to discuss whether a character should or should not be race-bent. In fact, the race of characters has changed and become accepted by mainstream audiences. For instance, Nick Fury, Heimdall from the Thor movies, Quake in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and other various films and television programs from Marvel have changed with far less fanfare. It's perhaps a more interesting sociological question of not whether Marvel should have changed the characters as much as whether fans could conceive of it happening. As discussed in an earlier Sociology in Focus piece, social structure is all about opportunities. The question of could a character be changed is very different from whether a character should be changed. The fact that some fans could not conceive of Iron Fist being portrayed by an Asian-American actor and that Marvel cast Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One reveals a great deal about race and social structure. Fu concluded with the observation that, quote, race is a social and historical construct. Yet, this does not mean that it's fiction. What the controversies over superhero casting suggest is that race is very real to people, that some fans cannot imagine their favorite fictional characters being portrayed differently reveals how embedded race is in our social and cultural institutions. As such, we need to critically examine how race influences us in firm and consequential ways. As the Smithsonian points out on the website for the National Museum of African American History and Culture, quote, the notion of race is a social construct designed to divide people into groups ranked as superior and inferior. The scientific consensus is that race, in this sense, has no biological basis. We are all one race, the human race. Racial identity, however, is very real. And in a racialized society like the United States, everyone is assigned a racial identity, whether they are aware of it or not. In my Season 2, Episode 6 podcast entitled, Why Race Matters, I emphasize the fact that just because race is a social construct does not mean that there 
are no real or consequential impacts on our lives. Money, nationality, and religion are also social constructs. But no one argues that money has little to no effect on our lives. How many lives have been lost throughout human history as a result of conflicts between warring nations or religions? What is sometimes more dangerous than discrimination based on race is the harm caused by the refusal to see race and its effects on everyone. Tom the Bar Chaplain argued in his piece that, in some cases, changing a character's color can add new dimensions to the story. He cited Jeffrey Wright's portrayal of Commissioner Gordon in 2022's The Batman, and Tenoch Huerta's portrayal of Namor the Submariner as a Mesoamerican in Wakanda Forever as examples. However, there are cases, Tom argued, when a character's race should not be changed. Tom wrote, quote, The only time it's really not okay to change a character's race is when that character's race plays a key role in their story. Tatala's blackness is a significant aspect of who Black Panther is. Mal Morales' black and Puerto Rican heritages are core to his character. Ms. Marvel would be a completely different character if she weren't a Pakistani-American Muslim woman. Falcon, Storm, and Nuke Cage need to be black. Shang-Chi needs to be Asian. Wolverine needs to be Canadian. Tom the Bar Chaplain further added that, quote, some characters really have to be white. Bruce Wayne benefits from massive intergenerational wealth and status due in part to centuries of white privilege in his family. Captain America's whiteness fits his origin as a 1940s U.S. military spokesman, and his race later serves as a key plot point in the Disney Plus TV series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And yes, Danny Rand, the Iron Fist, carries himself with a sense of entitlement and ignorance that, while not necessarily requiring a white character, probably fit best with a white character. Nick Dole, in the article, Why Race Swapping in Superhero Movies is a Good Idea, published September 19th, 2018 on LRM Online, also argued that there are some cases in which a character's race should not be changed. Dole wrote, quote, First, there are certain characters that cannot be white. Black Panther is the head of an ancient tribe, so he can't be a white South African. Luke Cage is the hero of Harlem because he is black. Otherwise, it doesn't fit. Being black is part of these characters' experiences and what defines many of the decisions they make. Dole argued, quote, still, let's look at Blade, a character I never thought was defined by his race. Could Blade be white? 
Absolutely. But why would you rob the black community of a character when most characters are already white males? Dole continued, quote, it's less a factual issue and more a moral quandary with a character like Blade. Should white men who are still firmly in charge of Hollywood and comics steal a character like Blade for the white race? Dole concluded, this is really hard to get across, but that's why I believe that it's racist to make a black character white and not vice versa. Dole added, quote, if not racist, then incredibly misguided. Brian Cooper Owens asked, quote, why is there such resistance in the comic book community to race bending? The comic book community is imagined to be a largely white audience. If one examines the online spaces devoted to comic books, they would find the pushback from many fans is that they want the comic book world to remain a bastion of whiteness. Race bending of popular white superheroes is perceived as an explicit attack on white dominance over comic books. White comic book fans seem to view this as a zero-sum game. Greater visibility for people of color equals an erasure of whiteness for these fans. White characters are engulfed by blackness. White supremacy loses tractable ground. For many comic book fans, the default whiteness of their favorite characters is integral to their being. Owens concluded, quote, In the minds of Comicdom's largely white audience, non-whiteness needs an explanation. He stated, quote, Accepting this argument necessitates that one accept the just world hypothesis, the idea that the world is just and fair, and that everyone is on an equal footing, and ignore the context of structural and systemic racism that prohibited creators of color from becoming established in the golden and silver ages of comics. It requires that one ignore the dearth of characters of color and the overwhelming whiteness of superheroes. It requires one to assume a stance of colorblindness where race is not a factor in representation. This colorblind world does not exist. It's unfortunate that in 2023, we can believe that gamma rays can create a gray hulk, a green hulk, and a red hulk. But we cannot believe that Bruce Banner or General Thunderbolt Ross can be black. We can believe that cosmic rays can transform people into a human rubber band, a talking rock, a human torch, and an invisible woman. But we cannot accept that one of them could be African-American or a blonde Latina. 
we can suspend disbelief and believe that a child from another planet, Krypton, can be raised in secret on Earth to become a superhero who possesses powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men, such as invulnerability, flight, and X-ray vision. But many of us still cannot believe that Superman can be a black man. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show and that you found something in it to spark a deeper conversation leading to greater understanding. I'm Milton Allen Turner, and I invite you to join me again next week for more World Views.